Welcome to yet another episode of the Lawn Feed Podcast. Collectively, the Lawn Feed is three dads with a strong passion for lawn care. We deliver everything lawn care to you in a simplified, easy-to-listen-to way in a space where all experience levels are welcome, egos are left at the door, successes are celebrated, and there are no failures, only only learning moments. I am Andrew, the Dad Bod Lawn, and with me is Chris Opitzmo Time and Vince from Rooted Lawn Co. Hey, fellas. Anyways, this episode of the Lawn Feed Podcast is actually a special episode because this is episode 50, and it's hard to believe that we are at Milestone already, but with over two seasons in the books already, here we are, and just getting started, in my opinion. So congrats, fellas. It's been a fun fun journey. Big 5-0. It's uh, it's gonna be fun going forward. Yeah, that's sweet. Look at us, five zero. It's like we're like, we just hit puberty or something, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> they just right? dropped. Congrats, guys. Congrats. Yeah. And if you've been listening to this from the very beginning, I'm sure you've seen a lot of improvements. It's always exciting to go back and listen to some of your, like like when you create reels, you're creating content. Even when you're starting out in your lawn, looking back to how you did things before to, to what you're doing now. As long as you're moving up, you're doing it right. It's always rewarding to, to look back and see. Uh, how I went far back you, to season one and the first few were rough. They were rough. That's pretty bad. Yeah, we've come a long way. So thank you guys for sticking with us. Um, There's good information in those episodes. Just we were learning how to present it and run a podcast at the time. So we still are still are. Yeah. Yeah. Our sponsors. Yeah. Thanks so much uh, for Twin City Seed for powering this season of the Lawn Feed podcast. They're built on the reputation of superior service, accuracy, sustainability with custom blending and packaging high performance products. Uh, like high-performing grass seed and much more, and a team of dedicated experts. Twin City Seed is North America's leader in the in giving DIYers the highest quality of premium and elite grass seed for your next project. So, also, if you guys don't know, North America also includes Canada. Hi, hey, 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 hey. hey. And I'll never get that one right. Hey, no. hey. So when you're on Twin City Seed, be sure you use promo code THELAWNFEED10 and save 10% off your next order on turf grass and the beadlawn mixtures for your next project. And on top of that, receive free shipping by pairing promo code FREESHIP24. Twin City Seed proudly serves all of North America, including Canada. Check them out, TwinCitySeed.com and TwinCitySeed.ca. 46 degrees here today, boys. Ooh, we're warming 48 up. here. We're coming. Yeah. Ooh, you got me beat. I actually saw uh, like the NO, the NOAA. I don't even know if that's like the acronym. It's the National Weather Service like extended forecast model for temperatures. Sure. And it was like the above average, below average, on par. Like, what are you projecting? And <laughs> Michigan, where Andrew's at, was just like, maroon so like super warm for like that that time period in like the 10 to 14 day uh window i just 
I thought that was kind of funny. We we yeah. do not have a winter. We've been riding no, bikes by, around here by lately. Next, by next Wednesday, <clears throat> we'll be 60, 62, 64. Ooh, 69 degrees. Mm. Nice and comfy. It is almost pre-emergent time. We're coming up to it. I know. I've been seeing people out west and some people down like uh, closer to the transition zone doing projects and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's that time. Didn't even know. It yeah. is that time. It's coming. It's Speaking coming of that time. Sure. Uh, should we, should we, uh, yeah, should we talk some uh, dad's wins and losses? Sure. Sure, sure. Fire that bad boy right up. A lawn feed tradition where we tap into who we are at heart. Dad! This is Dad's Wins and Losses, where we tap into our inner dad bod father figures and highlight some of the recent wins we've experienced as parents, and of course, vent about the embarrassing losses we take each and every day as dads. I love you, Dad. That uh-huh. ending always makes it worth it, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. For it's always sure. a good ending. It's always a good ending. Who's got some stuff to share? Uh, I'll go. Hi, Andrew. Dad bod lawn here. Um, nothing too significant. Um, you guys want a loss first or a win first? I'll let you guys pick. Ooh, let's the hear the loss. The let's loss. Let's you okay. fall on your face. Well, uh, this, this past weekend, uh, I don't even remember if it was a Saturday or Sunday, but I was actually on call for work and I, I spent some significant time at work one of those days and, um, I came home and it was one of those days where like you clean the kitchen three times and it never looks clean. You clean the living room like it's what's spotless no toys are out and 20 minutes later it looks like a tornado came through uh the kids are fighting with each other not listening they won't do anything you ask them to do and it's just a culmination of just being stressed out from work uh just being busy with life in general and everything around the house um and then the kids just not listening and constantly fighting with each other and i i was like i'm like about to lose it right and i i, I did the right thing and I removed myself from the situation. Luckily, I wasn't home alone. Uh, my wife is home. And so I actually just walked down the hallway and I laid in bed for about 10 minutes and let myself chill and kind of just think about things and kind of regroup before I went back out. And I was like a different person. So um, it wasn't a complete loss, but like I was on the verge of completely losing it. And I, I caught myself and, and did something about it. So in a way, that's a little bit of a win too. But um, uh, my win is actually from today. My, my daughter had what they called the hundredth day of school, right? So they do hundred day mm. and every kid in her class was supposed to bring a hundred of something. So she cut out like a hundred hearts out of paper and brought those in. Kids were bringing hundred Legos and whatever. But um, along with that, they're supposed to dress up as like hundred year olds, like old people. It's like a Halloween day kind of thing where you dress up as like a grandma or a grandpa. Sure. And of, and of course my, my wife goes all out for these things. She's, she's always excited to to dress up the kids and stuff so uh this morning she was getting my daughter ready my daughter wasn't having it she didn't want to dress up like a grandma um she had a really cute little grandma looking outfit on and then my wife had this spray stuff for her hair uh that like turned it completely gray (laughs) like a grandma and i think my daughter was thinking the whole time is um this was gonna be embarrassing for her she's in kindergarten so like she's very young right and she was afraid of being the only person at school that looked like that um, and so like, she was very, um, mm. apprehensive and didn't want to do it. But the minute she got out of the car at school, she saw one of her best friends also decked out and had a wig on and, um, 
before she even got in the classroom, my wife got a few pictures of her with her friends and they were all decked out and she was just ecstatic and happy just like that. So I think it was like a moment for her realizing that, you know, it's going to be okay. Um, it's okay to be nervous, but you know, you're not going to be the only one dressed up. Um, so it, it was cool. The pictures turned out good and she looked happy. So that, that's a win in my book. Yeah. It was also a mom win, right? Oh, for sure. She's always, winning. Yet. She's always winning. The hundredth day of school—that's fun. We uh, we got our hundredth day of school notification. I think like I don't know, a week before it happened, or something like that. Yeah, we've like, about it for like a month. I don't. We just like we just like forgot about it. I Did don't they know. Do anything? It's just one of those things. But I could see I could see how that might be intimidating. Like it's your first of Oh yeah. And it was just more so we had to reassure her, like, it's gonna be okay. You're not gonna be the only one. And the boys are not gonna make fun of you. Cause like she was like, Oh, the boys aren't gonna dress up, they're not gonna do like I don't know if they did or not, but all of her girlfriends did. So but she had a good day. She came home smiling. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's, that's awesome. It's awesome. Good for you guys. We should uh transition to some grass, eh? Let's talk sure. about some some of that sissy stuff. <laughs> Is that it? That's what we're talking about tonight. Perennial ryegrass, the real sissy the grass. Real sissy grass. Well, you guys, this is our third episode of our cool season grass type series. And our last two episodes, we took a deep dive into both Kentucky bluegrass and tall fescue. Uh, we talked about their pros, their cons, and whether that's a good fit for you and your lawn. And today, like we switched gears earlier, we're going to switch gears and talk about perennial ryegrass, Vince's new favorite type of grass on planet Earth, the good old sissy grass. It's pretty great. It is pretty great. And it's one of my favorites as well. Um, it's in Vince's side yard, question mark? Side piece. Yeah, side yard, <laughs> uh, side piece, and my front yard for, for reference. Uh, so if you're following along with every everything there, that's that's what you're seeing there. Um, and in our first couple episodes of season three, we talked about identifying your zone. So your location, your environments, narrowing down which grass type might be the best fit for you, your location, and ultimately what's going to be best fit for you and your lifestyle. Cause that matters too. If you haven't listened to those, be sure to listen to those episodes as a precursor to this one and follow in the steps that you should in considering what's best for your lawn. Also, be sure to check out our free guide, What Grass is Best for Me, available on all of our social profiles and as well as thelawnfeed.com to drill down what grass type is best for you, your local environment, and of course, your lifestyle. But for those of you who have been with us the last couple episodes and following along, the real OGs, let's get you prepped up for your upcoming project and talk some perennial ryegrass. So some high-level quick facts on perennial ryegrass, Vince Hit them with a few before we turn it over to our friends at Toon City Seed. Well, let's start with a little history lesson, shall we? You know, it was first introduced in the 1960s from the U.S., which is kind of cool. Always, it's kind of cool to go back to see when, because uh, these aren't native grasses. Sometimes we get some slack for not using native grasses. But um, anyway, 1960s, you know, summer of 69, perennial ryegrass goes hand in hand. Uh, similarly 69. to the bunch type style grasses like the tall fescue uh printing ryegrass is also a bunch type uh cool season grass um and it's very popular because it's known for its rapid germination uh and also its uh excellence in traffic tolerance 
Uh, perennial ryegrass offers elite genetic color, especially in higher quality seeds. Uh, I recently just planted Fielder's Choice in mine. Um, Chris, what do you have? I think Chris is gone. Insert. I have. I, so I have what is. No, I'm here. I have. <laughs> I have the new Obsidian. Obsidian. I can't ever pronounce that word. Um, from Twin City Seed. So it's the Hat Trick Fireball mix. They have another third cultivar in there as well. But it's the Dark AF mix from Twin City Seed. Yeah, that's that's actually the darkest uh, perennial ryegrass on the market. Correct, right? Mm-hmm. In the globe. Yeah. So on the globe so check that out uh over at twincityc.com uh the back to the characteristics of perennial ryegrass the leaf blade is very uh similar to also uh, kentucky bluegrass it has a super soft texture um and it's appealing for a resident to like like more of a well manicured lawn and it also blends in with uh, kentucky bluegrass really well uh, because of that fine leaf texture also, it's a good option to include uh, in different seed blends throughout the cool season region, um, but it's also known to be an option for warm season zones during the winter time uh, when their Bermuda goes dormant and you still want to keep a nice green lawn. You can do a nice heavy overseed into your uh, dormant Bermuda grass and you have a nice green perennial ryegrass lawn where you can continue to manicure it even in the off season. Uh, while perennial ryegrass does have all these appealing advantages, it is a higher input turf grass, which means you will have to put more fertilizers in it. You will have to mow it more frequently. Usually uh, you're going to have to uh, water it. Um, there's just some drawbacks with that. Most notably the winter hardiness uh, when it comes to extreme temperatures, um, super cold. Um, it doesn't do as well. And also it, it's more vulnerable to certain diseases like should I say it? Pythium? I said it. Mm, you said, said it. Can't take it back. The P it. word. So the P word. <laughs> so also, you know, speaking of diseases, Andrew, uh, back to you. Oh, ouch. Uh, thank you. Uh, no, that sounds good. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, but uh, what do you as a homeowner need to know about perennial ryegrass for your lawn? Uh, what environments is it best suited for? Um, and is it a good decision for you and your yard? Uh, we sat down with our friends at Twin City Seed to break down some of these questions, and this is what they had to say. Take a listen. But nothing is going to stripe better in your lawn than perennial ryegrass when it comes to color, when it comes to height of cut. Perennial rye has that wow factor for homeowners. Holy crap, my grass came up in four days. I can't believe it. This stuff's the best. With us once again are our friends Andy Keating, General Sales Manager, and James Wolfen, Conservationist from Twin City Seed. The main reason I think a homeowner would see out perennial ryegrass is because they were scrolling on their phone when they were supposed to be asleep in their bed, and they came across a rooted TikTok or an Obitsmo time TikTok, and they were like, holy shit, those stripes are incredible. I want my lawn to look like that. And that, you know, that's the beauty of perennial ryegrass. If you think of like the main character in every coming of age teenage movie, the girlfriend at the beginning of the movie, like the smoking hot chick who's just super high maintenance and is whining all the time before the protagonist <laughs> ends up with whoever they fall in love with at the end, that is perennial ryegrass. It's going to look incredible, but it's going to be a chore to maintain. I can tell you think about this a lot. Yeah, you had that ready to go. Once or twice. <laughs> well, 
I don't know how we're going to follow that up, but let's talk through some of the disadvantages to perennial ryegrass and some of the things that people might not like about it. So, so me, I'm, I'm an ecologist first and a turf grass scientist second. So for me, I'm trying to avoid all those inputs, you know, the frequent mowing, the frequent watering, the frequent fertilizer use. And if you want to have a successful perennial ryegrass lawn, you really are going to have to, you know, go pretty heavy handed on those inputs. So my thing is, you know, everyone's lawn is their own kind of little universe with their own goals. If your goal is, I want my neighbors to drool every time they walk past my lawn, go nuts with the perennial ryegrass, it's gonna look great, but it is admittedly gonna be a quite a bit of work. If your goal is to have something that looks good and is easy to take care of, or you want something a little bit more eco-friendly, then perennial ryegrass probably isn't for you. So just thinking about what are my goals in the lawn and matching that with a different turf grass species. Similar to tall, turf type tall fescue, uh, perennial ryegrass is not going to do well overwintering. Uh, you'll probably get some dieback there. That's why it's common that people overseed with perennial ryegrass every fall and every spring. Uh, just keep its density high. Also, it doesn't manage heat very well or shade. So if you're dealing with those conditions, it's probably not recommended. When you say it doesn't handle well in heat, Define that. Uh, 80, 80 degrees plus. And are we talking short amounts of heat, like bursts or long extended periods of heat? Yep, extended periods. So, yeah, say you get, in the, you get into July and you see 80 to 90 degrees for the next 14-day forecast lookout. Probably going to look at some sort of stress and damage there after that break, especially if there's no rain to cool it down at all or if you don't have an irrigation system to cool it down. Being able to cool it down in the morning will help it, will help it survive it. I don't think perennial ryegrass really goes dormant. It just goes to dead. Yeah, you're always going to have a little bit of a juggling act where, um, you know, even if you do provide the irrigation, the water, you're going to want to be a little careful there because perennial ryegrass is also prone to some disease damage where, um, you know, you'll just want to make sure you have a fungicide on deck, something like that. So, you know, I, I personally might come off as a perennial ryegrass hater but if you want to have you know that lawn that's just incredible to look at use perennial ryegrass it's going to look fantastic just yeah. you know be ready to have your your arsenal of inputs ready to roll the the water you know mowing a little bit more the fertilizer and some fungicide things to combat different diseases in the lawn yeah definitely look out for those varieties that have the gray leaf spot resistance. If you look at our Fielder's Choice Perennial Ryegrass blend, you'll see that Pangea Manhattan 7 have gray leaf spot resistance. Uh, we have a couple other varieties. There are two in there, uh, Malala and Greyhawk, that also have a great disease package. So if you're not huge on fungicides, look at that Fielder's Choice blend for sure. So there's certainly a lot to consider in terms of the inputs going into a perennial ryegrass, but let's talk about some of the pros and advantages of why someone would choose a perennial ryegrass. We can start with the germination time of perennial ryegrass and just compare that to the other cool season grass types and when someone would want to consider that for their lawn. We're going to generalize here. We're going to talk about uh, soil temps being at optimal temperature between 55, 60 degrees uh, plus. Perennial ryegrass, you're looking at four days average uh, turf type tall fescues you're looking at seven to ten seen them sprout quicker it's completely dependent on its environment and bluegrass there's some bluegrass varieties that are bred for quick germination and those quick germination bluegrasses are anywhere from 10 to 14 days otherwise it's 20 plus for kentucky bluegrass fine fescues kind of fall in that turf type tall fescue window as far as germination too 
Yeah, I, I know that I've spent a decent amount of time kind of shitting on perennial ryegrass, but I actually absolutely love perennial ryegrass for anyone that's doing a new lawn renovation, where if we're thinking about what are the reasons why some folks' renovations fail, wash out, you know, the seed washing away due to a rain event while you're waiting for it to germinate, uh, is probably the number one reason. And what's so awesome about perennial ryegrass, just what Andy said, four days to germinate. And that is so important because if you're working with another grass that's slower to come up, particularly Kentucky bluegrass, you're really going to want to have something in your lawn that can pop quick and hold the soil in place, you know, make sure things don't move around too much. So just about everyone that calls into us and tells us they're doing a new lawn renovation we're making sure they have at least some perennial ryegrass in the mix to have something that sprouts quick, holds the ground steady, while the rest of the grasses are getting ready to roll. We haven't had a chance to bring this up in the first two episodes of our grass type series, but perennial ryegrass offers an opportunity to talk about the TWCA and drought tolerance when it comes to putting a variety together or a mix together. And Fielder's Choice, your perennial ryegrass mix is TWCA certified. Talk to us about what that is, how to get certified, and what all goes into that when you guys are blending uh, various mixes. TWCA stands for Turf Grass Water Conservation Alliance. Basically, it's a group of seed producers, seed companies out in Oregon that have come together to develop a rigorous program for turf grass testing for drought tolerance mainly. And they've created a, a bank of varieties that they've approved for drought tolerance. So when it comes to getting your TWACA TWCA certification, um, it's pretty simple where you need the cultivar to meet a certain aesthetic standard while using 40% less water than your typical standard uh, grass within that species. So if we use perennial ryegrass, for example, they have a certain uh, standard controlled baseline cultivar. There's a certain aesthetic uh, standard that they're hoping to achieve, and they know how much water it takes to achieve that aesthetic goal. When they evaluate all those different cultivars, they're trying to cut back water use by at least 40% without any sort of drop in aesthetics. The cultivars that meet those standards aesthetically while using 40% less water get that TWACA certification. It's something that's easy to explain, but a hell of a lot harder to achieve. And what we do is we take that data and we take those varieties. We put them in a mix. So for a mixture or blend to be approved, uh, TWCA certified, that has to be 70% of the mix with TWCA varieties. Fielder's Choice falls in there because Greyhawk, Malala, and Manhattan 7 are all TWC approved. Pangea is, is not, but also Pangea is one of the highly rated, is highly rated for turf grass quality and perennial ryegrass, and that's also why we have that in there. So to generally recap a couple things you said, you might not recommend a 100% perennial ryegrass lawn to the average homeowner. However, there are places for perennial ryegrass, most notably in different varieties and mixes. What are some alternative options that people can look at that includes perennial ryegrass that might help benefit them that you guys also offer? If you're looking for you know a good all-around uh, mixture of uh, grass seed. Check out TwinCitySeed.com and look. be looking at the sunny, sunshade, shady, or dense shade mixtures, depending on your environment and how much shade you have. Those are going to be your good all-around homeowner mixes. The sunny, the sunshade, and the shady 
will all be TWCs approved this year in 2024 and going forward. Yeah, if you're looking for one kind of catch-all mix that's going to look great and be able to thrive in just about any yard, I would say to take a look at our tough turf mix, especially for an overseeding where it's got some really high-end perennial ryegrass to get things started and give you that wow factor like Andy mentioned before. It's got some Kentucky bluegrass, which of course kind of the aesthetic standard when it comes to lawns. And then it's got some tall fescue where, of course, Kentucky blue and perennial ryegrass are great when you have ideal lawn conditions. But if you're fighting a little bit of shade or maybe you don't have you don't want to run the irrigation 24-7, the tall fescue kind of fills in the cracks there. So it's kind of like our one-size-fits-all, super pristine option for folks' yards. Also TWCA approved. Andy and James, thank you once again for allowing us to come on into your space and donating your time to talk perennial ryegrass. Appreciate it again. There you have it, perennial ryegrass. So based on what you learned today, is it the right grass type for you, your environment, your lifestyle? Let us know by sharing in the comments. Also, if you have a question, please send us a DM or email us for a chance to be featured on our new segment called Mo Time Mailbag, where we dive into your questions and we share your thoughts on air. So make sure you join us on our next episode as we... Oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Join us on our next episode as we have a conversation about our fourth cool season grass type, fine fescue. And I don't know if Chris is doing fine tonight or not, but Andrew, what else do you got for us? Uh, just once again, thank you to our friends over at Twin City Seed for their help with today's episode. Make sure you check them out for all of your turf, turf grass needs. And remember to use the code LAWNFEED10 for 10% off your order, along with free ship 24 for free shipping. And be sure to head over to the lawnfeed.com to elevate your lawn apparel by grabbing a new Motime or Big Grass Guy shirt and use code BRAD15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. On behalf of the Lawn Feed crew, thank you for joining us for yet another episode and thank you for 50 episodes with many more to come. Stay safe out there and good Bye-bye. luck with this week's venture of parenthood. We'll catch you guys in the next one. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.